Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Sayyidina wa habibina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Welcome to tonight's podcast uh, Where we speak about various issues pertaining to the ummah uh, Islam and other contemporary issues um, Tonight insha'Allah we're going to be uh, talking about a very important um, topic one which relates to what we've just been through in terms of um, these momentous uh, occasions, these momentous um, events with regards to worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the culmination of the month of Ramadan and the celebration of Eid al Fitr. Alhamdulillah, just these past few days we've celebrated Eid al Fitr together, we've prayed together, we've uh, visited our families We've shared gifts We've eaten meals together And we've celebrated this joyous Occasion of Eid And as the Prophet ﷺ mentions It was uh, related in the hadith That when the Prophet ﷺ migrated To, the, to Medina He said to the Ansar Ma yawman? What are these two days Because there were two days in which uh, They used to celebrate before Islam And the Ansar, they replied, These are two days in which we used to celebrate in the days of pre-Islamic ignorance. And the Prophet ﷺ, he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has replaced these days with two better days and those are the days of Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Adha and what great days they are. And the during these times of celebration, during these times in which um, we finish a, a great worship like that of um, the month of Ramadan, it's important, it's important for us to reflect. It's important for us to re- reflect upon the month itself because of its significance, because of how many lessons um, that can be learnt from it. Um, and also as well how these lessons or how we can take these lessons and implement them through throughout the rest of the year, throughout the rest of our lives. Because what we don't want to, ha- to happen or what we don't want to occur is for us to experience this great event of the month of Ramadan, um, fast during its month, stand during its nights in Qiyam, in prayer, increase in our recitation of the Qur'an and increase in our worship in general and our good deeds and for it to go to waste and for it to have no effect or no impact on our lives after Ramadan and to therefore be um, Ramadan Muslims, which we don't want to be. Now, there's an interesting quote uh, by Ibn Rajab al-Hanbali. He states, لَيْسَ الْعِيدُ لِمَنْ لَبِسَ الْجَدِيدِ He says, Eid is not for the one that wears new garments. He says, yazid. He says that Eid is for the one whose ta'a, whose obedience, whose worship increases. So Ibn Rajab is giving us a very important understanding or important um, point of reflection with regards to the Eid. That when the Eid comes, yes, you know, we wear our, our best clothing, our best garments, we go out, we celebrate, we eat. But at the same time, the one who should 
really enjoy the celebration of Eid is the one whose ta'ah, whose obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has increased as a result of his worship during the month of Ramadan. So here Ibn Rajab is bringing our attention to something which is incredibly important, which is that the one who is celebrating really is the one whose sins are forgiven, is the one whose obedience increases during the month of Ramadan, not the one who after the month of Ramadan he finds himself his ta'ah or his obedience has decreased after the month of Ramadan. So there are a few things that, that I think are important for us to reflect upon with regards to the month of Ramadan, this, this great month that we've just finished and Eid itself. Um, the first lesson I guess that we that we get from the month of Ramadan is that we we get or we understand the importance of doing things purely for the sake of Allah. This is one of the most central points that we get during the month of Ramadan is that all our deeds should be purely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is evidenced by the fact that fasting in and of itself is an act of worship which can't be seen by anyone else. Right? Whether someone's fasting or not, no one really knows except for that fasting person and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Which is why in the hadith Qudsi it says, That fasting is for me and I will reward it as I will. Why? Because it's a secret, it's a secret act of obedience that one does to, uh, for Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And likewise, all of our actions must purely be for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether that be in the individual acts of worships, such as our prayers, uh, our fasting, our zakat, and all of these other individual acts of worship, or our public acts of worship, uh, which involve giving da'wah, being proactive in society, all of these must be anchored in sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Ali radiallahu an, he says a very uh, good saying with regards to this, and he says, Right? He says that be in the acceptance of good deeds more concerned, or he goes, be concerned with the acceptance of good deeds over performing good deeds themselves. And he says, haven't, haven't you heard of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, that verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts only from the muttaqin, those who are pious and righteous and conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Ali radiallahu an is stating something very important here, which is that one of the things that we, that we need to be concerned about is the acceptance of an action that we perform. So the month of Ramadan that has passed, the fasting that we had performed, the qiyam that we had performed, the righteous deeds that we had performed, the Qur'an that we had recited, all of these things are all good and well, but they have to be done with full sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for it to be accepted. Um, one, of the, one of the companions of the Prophet uh, Abdullah ibn Umar was once walking uh, with his son down the street and they saw a beggar and he asked his son for a dirham and so his son gave him a dirham and he gave it to the beggar and 
his son said to him, uh, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from you, O father. And Abdullah ibn Umar, he replied by saying, If I were to know that one sajda that I had performed, or one charity that I had given had been accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'll be ready for death to take me now. And he mentions, That verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts from those who are the muttaqeen, those who are conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and God-fearing and righteous and pious. And so what is important from this is that we get the understanding that it is incredibly important that one's, one is sincere in their actions. And what should be of concern to us is the acceptance of the deeds that we perform, more so than the actual deeds uh, themselves. And here as well, the, the ayah that's mentioned, إِنَّمَا يَتَقَبَّلَ اللَّهُ مِنَ الْمُتَّقِينَ That verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts from the muttaqin. Again, the idea of taqwa, and this is the second lesson that we learn from the month of Ramadan, is the importance of having this taqwa. Um, this level of consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where you have that understanding that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching you at all times. Taqwa is not only for the month of Ramadan, it is for every part of our lives. Every single action that I do, every single day I live, I'm supposed to be aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching me at all times. Am I adhering to the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Am I abstaining from the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? It is not only during the month of Ramadan where I have this acute awareness that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching me because I'm fasting. It is at every stage of my life that I should have this awareness. Ramadan is merely a reminder. It's merely a school that is teaching me to have an enhanced sense of awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And my role and my responsibility is to use this then for the rest of the year, for the rest of my life as a launching point whereby I have this renewed energy, this renewed sense of awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching me at all times. That perhaps I, 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 you know, I had a, a very bad habit before Ramadan and during Ramadan I was able to uh, stop from this habit Right from a from a poor habit for thirty days, and then afterwards carry on with um, with ab- abstaining from this. Right, uh, likewise as well. I always uh, because I'm a school teacher, I always tell my students, don't be like those who, when before Ramadan they they listen to music and then they have that intention. Oh look, uh, you know during Ramadan I'm going to. I'm going to stop listening to this obscene music that's got a lot of swearing and all of these things. And then after Ramadan, I'm going to return again. No, that defeats the purpose. During Ramadan, you developed this um, this resilience and uh, this awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you should be taking with you after the month of Ramadan has ended. And indeed, one of the signs that a person's fasting has been accepted is that they carry on Obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They carry on uh, with uh, this ta'a With this obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala After the month of Ramadan has ended Um, Another lesson that we learn as well During the month of Ramadan Is that Or the importance 
of working towards making Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's word most supreme. And this is a, a lesson that we learn from the many stories that we hear during the month of Ramadan, that Ramadan was the month of the Battle of Badr, in which the Muslims were given victory by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you know, during uh, this, this battle, we saw the Prophet and the companions uh, taking the means to, to win that war by you know, covering up the wells or filling up the wells and preparing their steeds of war, etc. The digging of the trench for the Battle of Khandak as well, we learn and we understand happened during the, the month of Ramadan. So the month of Ramadan is a month of energy. It's a month of working towards making Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's deen most high, most supreme. It's working for the resumption of the Islamic way of life. And this is something that shouldn't just happen during the month of Ramadan, but outside of Ramadan as well. This is you know, the momentum and the energy that we, uh, that we acquired during the month of Ramadan. This is something that we should be expanding upon, building upon after the month of Ramadan has ended and continuing this work uh, towards making Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's word most supreme. And um, and he lastly, and a really important lesson that we learn from the month of Ramadan is the importance of dua and istighfar. The great uh, Khalifa of the Muslims, Umar bin Abdul Aziz, when the, the month of Ramadan would end, he would send out a letter to his constituents. And in this letter were a number of different reminders. And Umar bin Abdul Aziz, he began by stating in this letter, Now it is time to repeat the words of your fa- father Adam alayhi salam, where he says, رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِنْ لَمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Where he says, O oh Allah, we have oppressed ourselves. رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا O oh Allah, we have oppressed ourselves. وَإِنْ لَمْ تَغْفِرْ لَنَا And if you do not forgive us, then we will be from amongst the losers. And he continued by saying, And repeat the words of Nuh alayhi salam, where he says, وَإِلَّا تَغْفِرْ لِي وَتَرْحَمْنِي أَكُمْ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ Where he says that, And if you don't forgive me, and don't bestow, uh, bestow mercy upon me, then I will be from amongst the losers. And he cites all of these different examples from the prophets in the Qur'an where they ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, forgiveness. For example, he quotes Musa alayhi salam, رَبِّ إِنِّي ظَلَمْتُ نَفْسِي فَاغْفِرْ لِي Oh Allah, I have wronged myself, so please forgive me. And then at the end of this, he says, and a concluding message. So after reminding the Muslims to constantly seek forgiveness in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for their shortcomings and um, for their deficiencies, he, he says, and a concluding message. أَطِيعُوا اللَّهَ وَأَطِيعُوا الرَّسُولُ وَلَا تُبْطِلُوا أَعْمَالَكُمْ He says, obey Allah and obey the messenger and do not invalidate your good deeds. Do not let your good deeds go to waste. And so this as, a, um, as an ending point is very interesting. 
Obey Allah right, in all of the commandments that he has given us In the individual acts In implementing his deen comprehensively right? We obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all matters Obey the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in all matters And do not invalidate your good deeds And this is important for us to internalize and for us to understand after the month of Ramadan has finished, after we have celebrated Eid, la tubtilu a'malakum. Do not invalidate your good deeds. Do not uh, return to these, you know, the bad habits that perhaps we had picked up before the month of Ramadan. Be steadfast upon uh, the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa taala, on calling to the truth and obeying Him subhanahu wa taala. Alone without having any partners We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To make us amongst those Whose fasting and uh, good deeds Are accepted during the month of Ramadan We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To make us amongst those Whom he, he subhanahu wa ta'ala Bestows his grace upon We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To make us amongst those Who continue on Obeying him subhanahu wa ta'ala After the month of Ramadan And throughout our lives And be amongst those Who are carriers of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the entire world. Ameen, ameen, ameen. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.